The Ectoplasm Show is brought to you by North KC's Big Rip Brewing Company. Lighten up dark matter, have a craft beer. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Ectoplasm Show. My name is Josh Hurd, and joining me is my good pal, partner in crime, brother from another mother, Mr. Jason Kupsik. What is cracking, sir? Just getting slammed. All right. I like it. (laughs) What's up, man? Oh, just super busy as usual, but I have had time. Let me ask you before I talk about mine. yeah. When was the last time you dressed up for Halloween? Oh, boy. It's, it's coming up a, soon. Yeah. You know, honestly, I think the last time I dressed up for Halloween was, and this is no lie, but it was probably 11 years ago. 10 or 11 years ago at this point. Yeah, I can't remember. Like, I literally oh. can't remember. I, you know, I, I thought about, you know, maybe I dressed up for. A couple of years when my daughter was younger, yeah. but no, I don't. I don't think I ever did. You it, know, yeah, like I'm too busy. Like we take the kids around. We we're passing out candy like it's our fucking job. You know what I'm saying? Like goddamn, like this is so, stuff. No, no couples, couples costumes. No, we've never, we've never done that. Um. Yeah, I think I think I know what I'm gonna go as this year. Oh, please tell. Well, it's gonna be a couple's thing, and uh, so my wife, I've talked her into being a pumpkin. I like it, and I'm gonna be Peter Peeper, Peter Peter, Peter Piper. No, Peter Peter. What is what is Peter Peter? The pumpkin eater. Oh, that's what's up. I see. Peter Peter pumpkin eater had yeah. a wife and and couldn't what. Eater? What was it? Had a uh, wife. And- I guess that's how it goes. But my wife's going to be the pumpkin. So that's badass. She she can stick around. Is she going to have like pumpkin entrails, eater. like just uh, hanging out? No, everywhere? that'll be all over me because I've been eating her. Ooh, that's hot. That's hot. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I don't know if we're really going to do that, but we I talked about it, dude. You should do that. <laughs> You just I'm totally not really do doing anything for Halloween. Oh. Daughter's gonna be here, and we're just gonna watch horror movies. Nice. You uh, you gonna you have any interest whatsoever in going to see the new Halloween movie that's coming out? You know, I want to watch it, but I Me don't know. Too. If it I'm looks gonna fucking... go to the theaters to watch. It. No, I probably won't catch it in the theaters, honestly. But I mean, like, I mean, dudes like us, we're busy as shit. You know what I mean? So it's like it's hard. It is hard uh, to just up and go to the theater you know what i mean um you know i might get it i might get it on demand Nah, i get it and i might just get it like on demand honestly i might just do that yeah yeah so i the last movie i went and saw in theaters was um it was either star wars oh yeah star wars or i went and saw king the most recent um 
Kong movie? Oh yeah, uh, Skull Island. Skull Island. Yes, not, I did go see that. In not theaters. a bad flick at all. Not a bad flick. No, it wasn't bad, and right. the cinematography was why I went. Yeah, to see it in theaters. Gorgeous. Um, that being said, I'd rather sit on my couch and watch it. Dude, um, I hear you. I totally hear you. That is, but, that's so, the best seat. Best seat right there, I, man. I'm one of those weird people in the paranormal field that I don't really dig horror movies. Yeah. No, don't get me wrong. I like horror and nostalgic kind of horror. Like yeah. I like all the nostalgic horror films like Halloween. Yeah, Halloween's a great, you know, all well, <laughs> a lot of them are shit, but I mean, let's be honest here. But still, like it's a great like series of films, you know what I'm saying? Uh did you ever get into like the Nightmare on Elm Street, the the Friday I've never the 13th seen Nightmare on Elm Street? You know, you're not missing much. I tried much. to watch the the remake. Oh. And I just couldn't get it. I don't know, I couldn't get into it. Um Interesting. I do have the uh the um Rob Zombie Halloween films. What up? Those are really good. Yeah, those are good. Uh and of course I like Friday the 13th because he's basically me. <laughs> he lives out in the woods you know, of the camp. It's funny, There's man. Like, Jason, he's big and tall. It's so funny. So I, I'm on, I am on the, I, so I got that PlayStation, right? Mm-hmm. And so I decided I'm just going to pony up the, the dough or whatever it is and join that PlayStation Plus, I think is what it's called. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But it was interesting because I signed up for it and I was like, okay, I'll see what this is all about. Whatever. Um, I'm like, and if it sucks, I'll just cancel it. Right. But it was interesting because you get a free game and one of the free games that they have available was Friday the 13th, where you get to play either as Jason, or you could even decide to play as, uh, like one of the counselors. Um, but yeah, like when you're Jason, like your only objective is just to fuck people's worlds up. You know what I'm saying? Like just kill everything. It, yeah, it's right up your alley, dog. Like you would dig it. You would dig it. So yeah, I like, so I like that. Great. I like that kind of nostalgia yeah. for Halloweeny movies. I also like what could be considered like cheesy horror, like the Stephen King horror flicks. And, you know, it's I mean, very like, interesting. The Shining is not really Stephen King. Right. It's a right. take on his book. So the, uh, I like, I still like that. Film. Yeah, dude. Um, but I really enjoy the cheesy, yeah. bad acting Stephen King movies because I like the story. Let's be honest. There's a lot of those. There's a lot of those out there. And it's it's interesting, man. Like even going back and watching um, the original adaptation of it, right? It's pretty fucking shit tastic. Yeah, but like it Tim terrifies. Curry, oh my god, there's no beating him. Great, but the acting of the adult of the other, yeah. other adults yes. in the film is horrid. And I, horrid. From reading the book, I get what they're oh. trying to go for because. Yes. There is a sense when they're adults that they kind of revert back to their childhood. Yep. But yep. It, it's definitely a made-for-TV film. Yeah. I think it, it plays better to to the people that have read the book before. You know what I'm saying? Like It would, it would play better to that audience. Um, but not a lot of people have the time to sit down and 
read through a monstrosity of a book like that is. So the thing also is the the clown isn't really a big thing no, in no. the book. The the being that is the clown is a big thing and the clown does appear several times but yes. it's not like the main thing. No. No. Be afraid of in the book. Right. But they they focus on that because clowns are scary. Clowns are fucking scary, dude. Maybe I'll go as a clown for Halloween. I'll probably get shot. Dude. Yeah, don't get shot. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's just ridiculous, man. It's ridiculous. Sorry, I keep looking over my shoulder for the killer wasp. The killer wasp. That's in the studio here. Um, So, I don't know how much you want to talk about it, but I heard you had a little bit of a long night last night. Jesus, God. Yeah. And it's still, like, everything's still up in the air. Dude, it's so weird. So, like, last night, you know, the wife was complaining of some pain. Um, Like, you know, she was having contractions. And, I mean, guys, we're, like, 35, 36 weeks into this pregnancy thing. Like, she's ready to roll. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's ready to go. So we go to the hospital. They hook her up and all this stuff. And the contractions are coming. And I'm telling you, you could set your watch by it. You know what I mean? Like, they were happening that consistently and just increasing more and more in intensity. Um, She was in quite a bit of pain. You know what I mean? Um, And so they come in. And they're like, you know, it's it's interesting because it appears that you're in active labor. And she's like, that's kind of what it feels like. Yeah. And but she's not progressing at all. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. So they ended up like sending us home after about four hours, four and a half hours or something like that of just like, you know, observation and shit. Um, man, it sucked. It sucked so much ass. And so here we sit, you know what I mean? Like, just kind of waiting. And so I was like, you know what? We should probably do the show tonight um, just in case. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, interesting stuff, buddy. Interesting night. So, but we could literally get, like, interrupted in the we middle could of recording right now. Absolutely get interrupted at any given moment. I hope we don't. Like, I'm wearing a pair of... Uh, athletic shorts right now. Um, yeah, I might have to do a quick change before we uh, before we hop in the car. You know what I mean? But yeah, we'd get there. We'd get there. Oh, Did you see goodness. the post that I posted on Facebook? Which one, pal? The sonogram one. Yeah, with the alien baby. Yeah, you didn't comment on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, somebody else did though. Yeah, and then I liked that comment. I thought I liked the post. Did I like? I don't the know, post? but I mean, it's I thought like I you're validating it. its existence because you didn't comment. <laughs> on it. Oh shit, that's great, fun stuff. Now I tell you what, like you did, and I really like this this shit that you're doing on on Twitter, right? Yes. Um, with the uh, the the polls that you're doing, you're you're, I don't know, man. It's like great. So I mean, it's act ectoplasm show. If you guys are on Twitter or Instagram or whatever, 
Uh, but Dr. Feelgood puts some things on there, and he said, you know, like, what do you guys want to talk about? You know, and then everybody answered. It was freaking outstanding. One other poll that I saw that you did put up, and I haven't gone back and checked, was what can we improve on the show? What's the feedback there? What are we fucking up so on? So that one I did longer. Yeah. What, but we've had less votes on it, actually. What, what's the so general far? consensus so far of the three people that may um, have voted? We've had six people vote. Okay. What do these six people say? Because I want to know. One one for better content. Oh. One for better hosts. Fuck me, man. <laughs> um, They're like, well, love the name. Two. I, I can't quite tell. Maybe that's two each. But then three or four each for... Okay, so it's three. So, yeah, one for better content, one for better hosts. two for more shows and two for better research nice okay all right but the previous one that i did oh you did another one for what topic should we cover next i see okay and i put ghostly physical contact which had 53 percent and one yeah which is crazy uh aliens on the moon came in second at 29 percent that's hot btk serial killer is at twelve percent. That's Ooh. something that's not too far from here. Yeah, and breakaway civilizations at six percent. This is pretty badass. So, those are good topics. All of them. All of so, them. So yeah, we were going to talk a little bit about ghostly physical contact. We tonight, are. As well yeah. As other and first, real quick, yeah. Go ahead. I do have a couple of texts. Let's do the text. First one's from Shaggy. Shaggy. Uh, I think it's from Shaggy. No, this is from this is from Josh. Oh, okay, and, yeah. Uh, just get Bruce Willis to drill the eight kilometers under the super <laughs> volcano and have it done in about an hour. Right, it'd be a done deal. <laughs> and then the other one is from Shaggy. Okay. Let's see. There's a couple here. Oh, we already read the other one, so here's the last one. Y'all should definitely try to get Dr. Judy Wood on your show. Her work yes. is amazing. Answers a lot of questions and it makes a lot of sense. She, you know, it, it's interesting, too, because she seems like a fascinating person to talk to anyway. Um, the bitch of it is, is I wish she would just get back to me. You know, like, God damn, like, sent her a message like three, four weeks ago now at this point. Just like. Damn it. She hasn't even read it she yet. She read it? Just, no. Oh, okay. She hasn't even read it. So I I thought about, like, copy, paste, and just resend the son of a bitch. I'll be the squeaky wheel, you know, the annoying guy. Um, but if you guys want to reach out to us in any way, send us a text. If you want to leave us a voicemail, 913-730-7255, or cruise over to ectoplasmshow.com. <sighs> yeah. Let's talk about touching. Shall yeah, I want to hear some of your stories about <laughs> what was the first time you could remember oh. of having something that you felt something was touching you in the dark while you were alone? You know, I don't even. Or it didn't, I, I guess it doesn't have to be in the dark. You know, I've had I've had some interesting things happen to me. OK, one of the main things like, yeah, sure. I've gotten like. Little touches on the arm or whatever. However, I always try to like explain these away, right? Um, like people like you and I are pretty analytical when it comes to this shit. And so something ethereal 
touching me, it, it's still a hard pill for me to swallow, right? Now, it has happened. So, yeah, sure, I've gotten the little touches here and there. And for the most part, I can be like, eh, I don't know what that was. I've had other things that feel like, you know, scratching, punching, like right in the damn face. And that's usually because I'm probably just running my mouth or what have you. Um, but, yeah, like I've had things like that. I've had before. The fuck was that? What did you hear? Um, that was like a very loud knock. Okay. Scared the shit out of me, but what have you. Now, I've also um, had what felt like an open field tackle. So I'm literally standing up one minute, and then the next minute I know I'm, I have landed on my back. My feet are in the air. Okay? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, the first thing that hit was my back, flat on my back. Um, knocked the wind out of me pretty damn good. That's happened once. And those are the bad things, you know? Now, I will also say this. So, like, at Malvern Manor, now, for those of you that have visited Malvern Manor, you would already probably know this story, but we have this this spirit named Gracie. Now, Gracie was uh, kind of an exotic case over uh, at the manor, and we know that she was... Uh, DID, or multiple personality is what they used to call that. Uh, But she was also schizophrenic on top of all of that. Um, We know she was institutionalized the majority of her life. She could manipulate her voice so that it would sound male, which is quite fascinating, just given the differences between male and female vocal cords. Now, we also know that you know, many times the nurses would think an actual guy was in her room and they would have to go check that out, but... It was only her. It was always just her. Um, it's it's fascinating to me because while you're in her room, like investigating, she seems to be drawn more towards male investigators for whatever reason that may be. Uh, but males seem to have the most significant uh, types of experiences, and there, there's really no tactful way to put this. Okay, but. Um, if you are sitting in her wheelchair or if you are, you know, lying on her bed or what have you, trying to elicit a response, she will, um, she will touch or, or grope or whatever on, on your, uh, on your, uh, naughty bits. I actually experienced that. Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, you did. But it's well, it's one of those things that it's interesting. I mean, not to sound like a pervert or anything, like, but it's it's interesting why that would happen, right? Um, so I don't know. Why don't you get into your, your story real quick about that? Was it? I can't remember. I don't remember. What, I, was it the night that I was with David or was it? I think it was the night I was with David. I think so. I think David and John were there. Yes, I think so. Because I was there that night. I was there with some other people. Another night I was there. I've been there several times. But yes. I think, I'm pretty sure it was the first time that David and John came up there. Yeah, it's very possible. Yeah. Anyways, so I was in Gracie's room with David. I think that's right. No, with you. With you. Was it me? 
I was we were there with Apex. That's oh was. yeah. That's when so you and I were just sitting yeah. there, and we were just kind of chatting, weren't we? We were doing more chatting. Yeah, because it was supposed to be quiet time, right? For well, Apex, that's what they always start out with. They start out with on their investigations, they're like half an hour quiet time, where they all split up and go in different areas right. by themselves. But we hadn't seen each them. other in a while, so I mean, we're just sitting there bullshitting. Yeah. So <laughs> you and I are sitting in Gracie's room, and I'm actually sitting in her wheelchair. Yes. And. Being rather loud, probably. Ed was just down the hallway. Yeah. And then we actually noticed a mist coming. Not necessarily a mist, but a shadow form or sort of like, I I don't know how to describe it. Came into the room. Do you remember that coming? I do remember that. And then I started feeling like something was sitting in my lap. I do remember on my that. legs, <laughs> and I said, "Yeah, get used to it. Here we go." <laughs> and yeah, I mean, it, it happened the whole time I was sitting. After that mist or whatever shadow came into the room, it, right? It was there pretty much constantly until I got up and left. Now, didn't you also experience something with like a pressure on your ankles? First, like first and foremost, it was something on your ankles. I think like it something... started lower on my legs and moved yes. up. Yes. And that's been a few years now. It has, dude. And yeah, and it's it's interesting because that's that is the typical type of experience. Like you'll s- start to feel kind of like a weird uh, sensation or a pressure almost on your ankles, and it it almost feels like somebody's just kind of grabbing a hold of you, and then it'll start to move up and up and up and up and up, and it's kind of like that. You remember that nervous game? Are you nervous? You move your hand up. Are you nervous? <laughs> no. What you kind never? of weird, kinky games were you playing? No, I'm just saying, like, like that's what would happen. You know, you've never played that game. Somebody I've out there played this fucking. No, game. somebody out there played this fucking game. So a chick, like a, a girl, would sit next to you or whatever, and they, she would like grab your grab your leg, and she would be like, "Are you nervous?" And be like, "No," and then she'd move her hand up a little bit, and she'd be like, "Are you nervous?" Like, no. <laughs> uh, they do have it in the Urban Dictionary. That's what's up. <laughs> I'm like, somebody out there knows what I'm talking about, damn it. All right? Yeah, this is exactly it. But I okay. never played yeah. that. So. 913-730-7255. Let us know if you played the nervous game. What up? <laughs> I got to know. I Now it's going to fucking kill me. People... Uh, clearly, it's on Google. It came up, That's so good. there was YouTube videos. You about never it. played this game. You never no, played the nervous just, game. Oh man, damn it! I mean, why would you get nervous? You wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't get nervous. That's the fun. <laughs> I would say that the person that's running their hand up your leg is probably going to be the one getting nervous. Maybe. But they're also the one that initiate the game. <laughs> um, so Goodness. I'm not going to tell my story. And why not? I'm not going to because I just told my most profound yeah. ghostly contact on the language of bromance show, the Broloween episode, which will be coming out. <laughs> I think on the 27th is what he said. I so love I that don't title. want to put it out on our show this week and have it go out on their show next week right. and like scoop it out from them. So, yeah. So you're going to have to go listen to that. Uh, go listen to that 
episode, the Broloween It was episode. a for me it was a very profound incident that happened very early when I started investigating. I don't know if I necessarily would react the same now. I'd still have a reaction, of course, but Now, my question um, though, was that your first um real encounter experience with the paranormal with the other side it was definitely the first time that i can remember where something actually well like physical contact then see this was something that was so nowadays it's hard for me to think in the past of just a regular like what might have been the contact because I yeah. get it a lot actually where I feel and I have very sensitive skin and it could just be whatever, but I feel the sensation of getting touched often. So something like a regular touch on the arm and I say regular because it seems regular to me that might not be so memorable to me. So I don't, right. I, I can't recall instances that may have happened before that. Um, but this was like full bear hug, body on body, breath on me thing in a basement. So, um, and it happened within the first three or four months of first starting to investigate. So I had paranormal experiences before I ever started investigating. I'd had ghost experiences and I've had some pretty profound things happen before then. But sure. nothing that was physical like that that I can remember. You know, it's it's different because, like, I remember being in college. And, I mean, shit, man, I still run into this even to this day. But there are people out there that think, I want to get touched so bad. I want to get scratched. I, that's what I want. I want to get scratched. I want to get punched. I want to get kicked. I want There is something to be said for that. Like, getting touched or or punched or kicked or any of that bullshit by something that you cannot physically see there is something that i mean it does something to you like to your psyche there is something like because if you can't see it you can't hit it back like i do want you to realize like so many people are are all about it like oh i want this i want that i'm like god you really need to be careful like what you wish for here you know what i'm saying Absolutely. I mean, so I, um, though I've had that instant happen, I've had so many things happen over the years that I can't explain. Sure. That instance was sort of threatening. It was at least intimidating. Yeah. Um, I don't know if other than one instance, which I also talked about on the Rolloween episode, that happened in my house that I'm not even sure if it's a dream or not. Um, I, I, I'm pretty sure I've told you about this. Yeah. And I've talked about it on the show, too. Um, I don't think I've ever had anything in my mind that was evil trying to attack me. Sure. Um, other than that thing in the house, possibly that one time. Um, but so that being said, I, I've always felt that I was sort of protected in a way. I've always had the sense that I was. Yeah, But I got to say, over the last few years, I've been looking back at what I've been doing in the paranormal field 
And I feel lucky that I haven't had anything really bad happen. Yeah. And I think about that a lot more now. Like, it's, there's going to be some time if I keep pursuing this, that something bad. Sure. The more you do it, the more likely and the longer you do it, the more likely you're going to come across something bad that you won't be able to control. I would or, totally agree with that. Um, so I think about that a lot now. I'm thinking about that with just i think about that even just going out and hiking in the woods now because you know you you never know what's going to happen i was going to ask about that like have you ever felt that like like even a presence or something in the woods yeah absolutely i've had plenty of experiences in the woods i've had black shadows chase me through the woods not chasing to the point of running more stalking why in the uh, bloody this... fuck would you ever then go back into the woods, Koopsik? I didn't necessarily feel like it was it was unnerving, that's for sure. Yeah, I would But I didn't necessarily feel like it was trying to get me. I felt like it was following me and oh watching god. me. Oh my god. But it wasn't dark at that time. It was starting to get dark and I got out of the woods just before it got dark. Um, so maybe it could have turned into something else after the sun went down. I just got like, um, Jesus, I've had an no. instance in Oklahoma in the same region, like within miles, it had to be within the 30 minute drive of where Brandon wrote his yes. first, second book about. Yeah. Brandon Callahan. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I had a, a, a thing happen in the woods on an investigation in that same area in Northeast Oklahoma. Um, and it wasn't, it was unnerving as well. We never saw anything. Me and another investigator, his name was Rick, were walking this path. We were on a scout camp. It wasn't necessarily a boy scout camp. It was just used for all kinds of different youth groups. Oh, sure. Um, but it was a large, a large acreage area. So we went hiking off in some trails and we had something walk along next to us for a good at least five or six minutes that we were noticing it and we would stop Jesus. and it would stop and it no. was two feet and it was just a few feet from the edge of the trail, a couple yards maybe, but we couldn't see it. And it wasn't an animal in my mind because we were trying to scare it off. Like we were throwing rocks into the woods where we thought it was. And it was whatever it was, was just off of the trail. Wow, We couldn't penetrate the darkness that much with the flashlight. Or if we could, we couldn't see what it was. Right. And then we would walk and we would hear it and we would stop and it would stop. And we would walk and we would hear it and it would stop and it would stop. And we could hear footsteps and we could also hear the the branches snapping, like little branches, not big branches. We couldn't see any movement. (laughs) Um, But it was definitely two legs. It wasn't four. And it wasn't like a scurrying animal, like a squirrel. So it was walking. Like it was just, I believe so. Yikes, man. And it was bipedal and it had just, I believe. Yeah. Just like a walking gait. And it would stop when we would stop. And it wasn't scared off by throwing rocks in the area, which most animals would just run off. Even right. No. So yeah, I, I've had no. those instances, but I, I've definitely had plenty of uncomfortable feelings out in the woods in the dark, like I'm being watched when I'm camping. Um, that happens a lot, even to a lot of people that don't believe in this kind of stuff. 
it's they still they still get the eerie feelings every once in a while. Every once now, in a while, yeah. to I, me, seen, that's like your natural carnal like instinct telling you something is abnormal in the surrounding environment. Yeah, I mean, but these days, mostly what I think about is the missing four one one, dude. Yeah, and what that might be, and what might it could happen to anybody. <laughs> it could happen to me. Yeah, of course. Oh my god, man. That's just amazing, though. Yeah, so I definitely <clears throat> think about that stuff. Um, but, yeah, that. So the the film that I'm going to be working on with Brandon started out as one topic, and now we've kind of shifted focus and we're expanding it into something else. But the one topic we were going to cover, and we're still going to cover aspects of it, is some little people. And looking yeah. at that stuff, that's some scary shit, man. Yeah. For sure. I mean, it's treated as folklore, and yeah, it's treated as folklore around the world, but it's taken more seriously in other parts of the world, and here it's still just seen as not something credible or viable or real. Right, and I mean, like, you mentioned the term, though, like, you know, fairy. You know, you mentioned the term fairy, and people think Tinkerbell. Mm-hmm. You know, but, I mean, you go over to, like, Ireland, and it is entirely different. They're like, fuck that. Like, they do not mess around with that stuff at all. They do not. In fact, they will go out of their way, um, superstition or not, they will go out of their way uh, to try to please these these beings or what have you. It's the disappearing stuff that Ugh. scares the shit out of me, honestly. Um because, uh, I mean, th- there's stories from anywhere from disappearing for days where it felt like a, an hour for the person disappearing right. to never coming back. Um, it, it happens all the time. And it's <laughs> I'm more the leprechaun. <laughs> it's more than just people wandering off and getting lost. Right. It's more than that. So there's something, whether it's little people or or whatever yeah it is aliens um <clears throat> yeah whatever <laughs> so <sighs> yeah god damn man it is crazy speaking of things to be afraid of i found a new thing that i'm afraid of oh fuck please share <laughs> it's sort of in the same vein as other one that i'm afraid of um where like literally an asteroid or something can fall out of the sky at any moment. Okay. Well, now there's these ice bombs. What? Have you seen these? No. They happen in the most random areas where there's no clouds Hang or storms for miles. What? And miles and miles. And they, they've had some close calls where these ice bombs have almost <laughs> hit people. <laughs> ice bombs. And this happened in the United States. What? Ice bombs. I, they, they call it some geo something. How to make ice sky. bombs. Insane ice bombs dry ice sky. bombs gone wrong. Oh, wait. It says insane. Nope, never mind. God damn it. Mystery ice falls from sky. Scratch, crashes through roof of Modesto home. Um, yeah, it's just a big ass, like the size of a basketball ball. size of ice. 
fall from sky. What? Oh, these are oh, three huge steel spheres fall from sky. Ice chunks so fall is- from sky. Mystery surrounds origin. Ice balls f- falling from the sky in Australia. Jesus. Wow. Mystery ice ball crashes through a California garage roof. What the fuck, man? This is more common than... Damn. Yeah, I mean, some of them are like the size of basketballs and, yeah, and stuff. And there's been people where they were just sitting outside on a sunny day and a woman smashed into the ground next to them. What? Now, there's been some um, theories that they are... They come off of planes. But that's kind of been debunked on most of them because it's happened in a lot of areas where there's not necessarily necessarily normal flights flying over well i do <clears throat> i do see some of these things here that it does say a large block of ice like fell like it, this has done some damage um this fell from a pretty high up it would have seen like just the damage it has done to the surrounding land around where it hit like jesus like this really came tumbling fast and hard Interesting, brother. Huh. So I'm watching one right now. I don't even know what to. Uh, uh, this one's think from of this. February of this year. Okay. Uh, it's just. It looks like it's. Whoa. What's up? I was just watching it. So. It almost, it lands in the middle of an intersection. It weighed 45 pounds. What? It says it may have fell from a plane heading into Heathrow Airport, but most of them that I've seen, they don't have an explanation for. My God. So how do you feel about that? I I don't even know how to feel about that. It's called a Mayo Mega Cryometeor. Damn. It's a large chunk of ice which despite sharing many textural hydrochemical and isotopic features detected in large hailstones is formed under unusual atmospheric conditions which clearly differ from those of the uh, regular clouds that create hailstorms. Wow. Uh, they are sometimes called huge hailstone hailstones but do not need but they do not form in thunderstorm conditions. Um, and they they have no idea how they're actually made. I just don't even get it. Um, they. I don't get it. The first documented case of this happened in January of 2000 in Spain where the cloud, it had been a cloudless sky for days, like weeks. Yeah. And for 10 days, ice chunks weighing up to six and a half pounds just randomly fell from the sky. Now, that's going to do some damage. And (laughs) seriously, my God. Dude, I don't get it. Yeah, it says um, so more than 50 mega cryometers have been recorded since the year 2000. They vary in mass between point. 
five kilograms, which is 1.1 pounds, which would kill anybody if it hit you in the head. Oh, yeah, you'd be smoked. To several tens of kilograms. One in Brazil weighed more than 50 kilograms, which is 110 pounds. Wow. Dude. Uh, chunks about two meters, which is six foot six seven feet. inches. Yeah. In size fell in Scotland in August of 1849. Now, there were no planes flying around then. Wow. Can you wow. imagine that's like a piece of ice as tall as I am falling out of the sky? That would be humming, too. Like, you got to think, how fast is that traveling? You know what I mean? This whole world is out to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> it is. I, th- I Your really whole existence think it is. is just to die. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and now you're going to die. Good God, man. Yeah, even so, like the Wikipedia says that they just, they just don't know how these are formed. See, that's just bizarre to me. That they just don't know. And they're like, what? Like, how do you so not hail know? So hailstorms, like hail themselves, shouldn't like form in our, like when you think about it, the way it works, it does work. But, it, you know, it falls from the sky and catches an updraft and goes back up and gets another coating. And that's how hailstorms form. They go up and down, you know, all these different times and gain more and more coatings on the outside until they're big. The bigger ones, if you cut them in half, you can see the rings and whatnot. Okay. So that's how they're formed. So they get they can get as big as softball. We've seen that a lot. Yeah. And, you know, in the news and whatnot. But that's a softball, not a six foot or 110 pound piece of ice. Imagine the conditions in the no. sky, what it had to be if it was the same process of pulling that 110 pound piece of ice up and down the sky yeah. until it just couldn't do it anymore. I just don't see that kind of condition. And that's why they don't know. That's just nuts. That's freaking nuts, man. I mean, it's fascinating. <laughs> Don't get it's me wrong. Scary. But it is. It's kind of scary. I just don't... I don't know, man. God damn. You, you know what else is scary? <sighs> what? The possibility of having an evil child. Yeah, I've already thought about that. <laughs> so let's take a break and come back and talk about it. About having an evil child? All right, we will absolutely do that. Come on back. Welcome to Paranormal Warehouse. Paranormal Warehouse is the ultimate social media website for paranormal investigators and researchers. Create a profile, add friends, upload video, audio, and photographic evidence, discuss theories and techniques in the forum, create a group for your team, or find a team to join. Watch. Listen and comment on evidence uploaded by other users. Join today and support Paranormal Unity. It's free. Visit ParanormalWarehouse.com to join. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We're waiting for you. I'm disturbed. 
From city to city, an incredible hysterical panic spread. This is about to get weird. Join John, Brent, and Conspiracy Bot each week as they clarify conspiracies. The first time euphemism's ever been used in this show, and I appreciate you calling me out on it. Explore enigmas. Disregard all known writing and use my method, which only works on this. Uh, you'll realize it says drink rich chocolatey oval tea inside <laughs> the spaceship under the sphinx and probe the paranormal hold on a second uh, I'm, I'm pointing the laser at the wall now 71 71.1 71.2 admiral bird is here all of this done with the misguided help of the one and only conspiracy bot you're all idiots hysteria 51 is a hilarious expedition into the eccentric stop on my joke i Thank will when you. they're good listen and subscribe on apple podcasts stitcher or your favorite podcatcher remember the truth is out there but you won't find it here stay woke meet sex all right peeps welcome back to the ectoplasm show all right now Koopsik, before the break you started uh alluding to having like an evil child <laughs> like yeah, so you've you know you've had two sweet little girls. So far, so good. Yeah, so far, so good. I think, I think this little guy that we're about to have here, yeah, he may potentially be the devil incarnate. I don't know. I don't know. Either he is going to be, yeah, or he may have a, you know, uh, an imaginary friend that is. Oh. Like, uh, God damn it. Have you ever seen those movies? What are those movies? Uh, Paranormal Activity. Oh, yeah. <sighs> what? Who? Who is it that they're talking to? I don't remember the name, but whatever. That's fine. But, yeah, so. Yeah. It would be like oh, that. Well, I, let's, I'm going to try to look something up real quick. So you're going to try to look up. Signs, uh, signs that, that your 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 kid is demonically your possessed. Kid is evil. <laughs> yes, please, please. Okay, um, let's see here. While is your child a psychopath? The signs you can't miss. Ooh, here we go. Here we go. Are there anything for like any warning signs in utero? That's what I want to know. Um. Maybe you can look that up while I read about this. So these come from real studies of real psychotic kids. Real psychos. Okay. Let me see. I'm, I'm getting here. Uh, this isn't a good list. Hmm. Let's see here. What? No. No. What? Here it is. Soul damage. <clears throat> oh, for God's sake. Okay, here we go. Come on. Makeup of a soul. Okay, I have ten tail. Ooh. Ten telltale signs that your child is a psychopath. Let's do it. And you'll have to wait a little while because it starts around three, apparently. So you may have a loving, sweet little boy, and then he turns. For now, yeah. How old is your youngest girl? Uh, She is four. 
Oh, so she may just be starting to show some of these signs too. Yeah, she, I think she's shown these signs since she was like one and a half, probably. So uh-huh. they <laughs> persistently hurt, bully, or fight others. Oh, or violate their rights by stealing or vandalism. Damn. Uh, they break major rules such as running away from home or staying out late. That doesn't sound like those. Those are rules, but. Well, yeah, the rules, but everybody does that. What three-year-old is running away from home? I don't know. Okay, they show no guilt when told off for doing wrong. Okay. These aren't that scary. Not really. <laughs> Nothing a little ass-whooping wouldn't help. <laughs> what in the fuck is this? Damn it, this segment is not working out. <laughs> Dude, this is nuts. I want to scare you. What, what, what did you find out? I'm just like, okay, so I went to a, it's like a Christian type website, okay? And it is like, uh, this is like one of the hardcore Christian people. I don't know who this dude is, but it says, there's a teaching circulating among deliverance ministries, which states that when a person experiences a devastating trauma, you know, the soul mind cannot cope with it and part of the soul mind then separates itself from the soul mind and creates a new mini soul also called an altar medical community calls this did disassociative identity disorder it used to be called multiple personalities right the premise is that the original soul mind supposedly does not have access to the split fragment and thus the trauma is then hidden and the person has no more recollection of it. The teaching claims that if a person has numerous traumas, there will be a split each time, and this is how multiple personalities are created. Interesting. But now they start They start to get into all of this, basically saying that it is not soul altars or anything like that. This is quite literally just the work of a demon. Huh. Whatever. I don't know, man. I don't know. There was some things in here. There was some things in here about, like, babies in the womb and how they can apparently uh, somehow... I, I don't know how this is even possible, but somehow they could uh, get attachments. I, I'm unable to find that section, though. I've heard stuff. I've heard stories about attachments with child in the womb. So I don't, I don't know. Um, <laughs> like, I don't know. Has. So, okay, last night, for example. Yeah. Just for example, your wife. Is in pain. She is in pain. She was in, in, in some the pain. Hospital. Now, look, when I say she's in pain, she wasn't, others... like, crying or anything like that. Like, we're talking, guys, she is... Uh... Yes, but no, she was in this state of pain. Yeah, I mean, she's a combat vet, so, like, her state of pain is, you know, probably far Yeah, well, I don't mean it. that she has to be, like, wailing or in... Right. There was pain, right? There was so a little there pain. There was... A little discomfort, yeah. Wow. Some say that people in that state are focused on the pain they they're 
metaphysically open. Okay. Because they're they're di- they're distracted. Um. So then you go to the hospital where people are dying. Yeah. Someone could have died while you were there. Yeah, it's quite common. Sure. The soul that leaves that body may not know it's dead, may not want to be dead. Yeah. May be wandering around and he's just chilling. sees this pain as an entrance into your wife. Ooh. And then is able to use that to get into the child because the child may not have the ability to stop it. Wow. I've heard stories exactly like this. And so then people have had this come out in even like hypnotic regression and stuff. Really? Um there's so there's been a lot of study not studies but there's been a, there's been a few books lately I've heard people talk about where they have stories in there like this where that they were like possessed while in utero. Yeah. So that there's nuts, man. There's I mean, there's always crazy. been the theory out there, right? That people, some of the people's, as adults, even some of their, some of your um, conditions that you may have, either mentally or habits that you have, sure, yeah, don't seem like your habits, but they're just something you can't control, like addiction and and some other things. And that's okay. even like back in in medieval times, that was seen as a spirit or something evil within there, not necessarily the person that was supposed to be in that body. Right. 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 There's some hypnotherapists that are going back to that. Uh, even ones that didn't get into hypnotherapy for medical, like, or not for spiritual reasons. They're just psychiatrists that use hypnotherapy. There's one recently that wrote a book about how, while doing hypnotherapy on yeah. these people, she started running into spirits wow. that were inside these people's bodies. And one of them had several spirits, several spirit fragments in her. Yeah. Some of which, a few of which came in while she was still in the womb. Wow. Um, Wow. They all have backstories. They all, uh, she's even traced some of them down to actual people. Yeah. Um, that had passed on. Uh, like other things, like if you're at a bar and you're super intoxicated, a spirit can see that and use it as an as a time to get into you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but so, yeah, there's so also uh, other people at the bar. Said, there's also other people at the bar that would notice your yeah, inebriation and try uh, to get into you as well. Mr. All Kupzik. that being said, your your baby could have been possessed last night. Dude, that's jacked it could up. Have had, uh, it could have some kind of weird attack. Yeah, which would totally... Comes out and, and that would totally explain why he's acting like an asshole right now. Right? There it is. Oh, I'm absolutely. Yeah. I'm convinced. There it is. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Thank you. So now when I hold the baby for the first time, I'll be like, oh, you're the devil. So, yeah, all the articles I'm finding are like nature versus nurture. Yeah, I know. There's a lot of that shit, right? That was a lot of the stuff I was running into also. It's bullshit. It's crazy. Can a baby 
<laughs> possessed by Satan a demon. Thirteen, twelve signs your child is possessed by a demon. <laughs> they see things that aren't there. Okay. They do. Do they have? Oh, they have a strange connection to graveyards. Um. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Yeah, this is not a good list either. Yeah. It's like, not so really who, a list. Who put it together? Who put that list together? I want to know. That was on, on Ranker. Okay, this is from scarymommies.com. Oh, God. Seven signs your baby is a demon. <laughs> your baby screams when they wake up. Oh, for fuck's sake. Your baby screams while eating. Your baby screams when they fart. <laughs> what? You know what? <laughs> this is your baby screams when, you do, when they do everything. Look, I, I scream know. when I fart all the time. One of them I did keep seeing on all these different articles was if your baby cries uncontrollably or like unconsolably and you go walk in there, then the baby stops crying and giggles. That's a sure sign. Okay, so that's that's different because that's fucking terrifying. That's different. Good Lord. That's terrifying. That's that's scary movie bullshit right there. So my well, I've talked about several times how my wife is afraid of scary children. Yes. <laughs> Even like the <gasps> children that Oh my god. That I got an idea. You? No, I got an idea. Oh. <laughs> I have What's your idea? Uh, have you seen the picture? I put it up on Facebook, I think, a while back. It was me sitting at a desk with a demonic baby hanging over my head behind me. Did you see it? I don't remember that. Yeah. So I'm going to have to mail you this demonic baby. <laughs> and You are going to have to put it just randomly throughout the house. And just, I mean, this thing is terrifying looking, too. It's just a baby in a diaper, and it's like crawling on its hands and knees and it's got a demonic face it is horrifying yeah you're gonna have to scroll through facebook and and find that picture i'll Um, find it but it's me sitting at the desk at the manor and behind me and above me is this baby it looks like it's crawling on the wall and it looks like it's about to eat my i did see that i did see that actually you should use that on on your wife just to scare the shit out of her just once or twice or five times. It'll be fine. What do you say? What do you say? Yeah, let's do it. Sweet. Like it. I like where your head's at. Though <laughs> it may get destroyed by her. It, it'll be fine, right? <laughs> she may just fucking kill it. Yeah. I can't say that. No. <laughs> I can't confidently tell you that everything's going to be okay. <laughs> Oh, my goodness, brother. It's good stuff. So, hey, where is it that people could go to check us out, my friend? Where the hell? Where they could can go, go to ectoplasmshow.com, which De- I, still, yeah. I haven't gotten a chance to work on it yet. But everything bitch. is there. You son of a bitch. 
So everything's there. Everything works. And honestly, guys, like that's kind of like the one stop like for everything that we do. You know what I'm saying? Like it'll take you over to uh, it's got links to the uh, the Facebook page, the Twitter page, the Instagram, all that fun stuff. Um, it's even got our phone number up there, which is 913-730-7255. You can give us a call anytime, day or night. Leave us a voicemail. You could send us a text message. Hell, you could even send us a cute little picture, anything, or a picture of your favorite demonic baby, whatever you want to do, whatever's clever. We don't discriminate over here at the Ecto Show. Goddamn. Anyway, but reach out to us. You know what I really want to do? I really want to hear from each and every one of you on how many people in your younger and more vulnerable years played the nervous game. That's what I want to know. How many of you out there played the nervous game? Koopsik never did it. No. Dr. Feelgood never played the nervous game. Not that I can remember. It's crazy. So. Um, no, the next it, time we're the, together, I'm going to put my hand on your knee and just be like, are you nervous? <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> it's not going to work. I don't give a fuck. What do you mean it's not going to work? I'll just keep working my way up? No. Wait a minute. Uh, Like, this could bite you in the ass, pal. (laughs) I lost. (laughs) No, I... What are you doing over there? I was going to start something new on this show. Oh, yeah? What are we doing? What are we doing that's new and fresh? Well, I don't I don't know if it's necessarily new, but it's a new segment we could add to the end of every episode. Hit it. What is it? What's the segment? It is the telling of a scary alien story. Why why why? Why do we got to do this? Why at the end of every episode do we have to tell a, specifically a scary alien story? What the fuck's the point of that? What? Why Why are we doing this? It's building up. Building up to what? Koopsik, the nervous game? <laughs> yeah, uh-huh, exactly. <laughs> nervous out in the middle of the woods game. I'd be like, ah! It would just like jump into your arms. So yeah, each week at the end of the show, I'm going to look up uh, some sort of alien score story, alien encounter, some sort of creepy it could be a good one i could find a good happy one sometime real fucking cute there is no um, such thing as a is it no it's an alien story that's cute unless you're talking about alf because alf was this amazing one, <laughs> this one has a very good beginning of the name it's very um uh, i i like what it sounds like uh, it's the oligash alien Oli- abduction <laughs> okay you you're gonna get a gash. Yes. Um, yeah. So I haven't read this yet, though. So it all could right. be nice. It could be okay. The nice one. So <laughs> let's read on, shall we? <laughs> in 1976, four friends in their early 20s went camping in rural Maine. On the second night, they noticed a very bright light, but nothing more. On the third night, they decided to try night fishing. In the canoe, they noticed a bright light again. One of the men used a flashlight to flash light 
in the SOS pattern at the light. Real cute, dipshit. <laughs> the light then expanded and enveloped all four men. Oh, God. That's the last thing Remember, they remember. What? They woke up back at their campsite with no recollection of what <sighs> happened or what ended up happening with the light or how they got off the water. Yeah, I bet their butts were just hurting. <laughs> the fire they'd stoked stoked up before they left just minutes ago intending it to still be burning when they returned was completely burned down to embers that's the story here's the aftermath <laughs> jack wiener was the first ah! yes <laughs> all right all right keep going jack wiener was the first to start having nightmares in his dreams he saw beings with long necks and large heads he saw the beings examining his arm while Jim, Chuck, and Charlie sat on a nearby bench, not able to intervene. The beings had large metallic glowing eyes with no lids, and their hands were insect-like with four fingers. Oh, fuck The that. other three men were experiencing very similar dreams with short mental clips of that night on the lake. What? In 1988, out of curiosity, Jim Wiener attended a UFO conference hosted by Raymond Fowler. Wiener met Fowler afterwards and related his strange encounter. The investigator was excited about Jim's story, especially the fact that it was a multiple witness occurrence. Fowler suggested to Jim that he and the others undergo regressive hypnosis. After the sessions, it was revealed that all four of the men had memories of being abducted and subjected to humiliating physical examinations, including the taking of skin and fluid samples. <sighs> the description of the aliens was consistent. The four men, being artists, were able to make detailed sketches of the entities, the craft, the examining instruments, or, and the examining instruments. Chuck Rack added that the aliens Jesus, the names area this, was man. similar. The names. <laughs> yeah, it was, it's R-A-K. Yeah, sure it is. <laughs> uh, added that the aliens test area was similar to a vet's office with a silvery table. He oh, also related a strange fact. He had much difficulty in focusing on the aliens. When he tried, he could not put an exact image to them. He compared it to trying to tune in a fuzzy radio station. After the psychiatric examinations, all four of the men were deemed to be mentally stable, and they all passed lie detector tests. Okay, you know what? That wasn't a good story at all. That was a bad story. You said this might it be a feel-good story. story. You said this might be like a feel-good story. This is not a feel-good story. In fact, it, it I bet you're going to be... It was a feel-good story, you know but it was a good story. I bet you're going to be hard fucking pressed to find a feel-good story involving aliens. There I said it. Don't challenge me. There I said it. Don't challenge me. <laughs> so, yeah, there's the new segment. I like it. I think it's genius. However, like, you know what? Maybe now, maybe this is good for me. Maybe this is good. What do you, what do you, what do you think? I think it's great for you. Um, <sighs> I think it's I your... I want to. Your I, I want to be agenda. serious a minute here, Josh. No, this is your I, hidden I agenda. This is your hidden agenda, trying to fuck with my psyche because eventually, you're you're going to have me 
out in the middle of goddamn nowhere, probably in the middle of a desert somewhere, and and then some weird shit's going to happen. So I'm going to be serious here for a second. I'm going to be 100% serious. Okay. 100% sincere. This is a preparation for the film. It is something that I am doing to prep you for the film in a way. But I can say with all sincerity that during the filming, and I know this is something you're worried about because you talked about in the last episode. Yeah, dude. I will not prank you. Okay. I want to take the film seriously and I want to make the film. You won't prank me, but who else will? I will not prank you and I will not have somebody else prank you. Okay. I can't control what somebody else might do. Okay. But I will not set someone else up to prank you. See, I already feel better about this now. Bring it on. I want to have a legitimate. Yeah, we dude. already got the pranking you out of the way, and we True. have video footage of it. Yeah, which is adorable, by the way. So I, I don't want to do that while we're out there seriously looking for this. Right, because I think it would take away from the finished product. Honestly, I think yes. it would take away from the film the, the sincerity of the film. People would think you're just fucking around. That being said, adding this to the end of each episode will be a way of keeping it in your mind up conditioning. until we film. You're conditioning me. Yes. I like it. I like it. Maybe building my mental toughness. What do you think? Maybe not. <laughs> Maybe it'll just make you more nervous. Yep. I may <laughs> Which, just crumble like a house of cards, buddy. <laughs> like, I I want that sense of being scared at least at the beginning yeah and it's not that i want like the film to be focused on you being scared i want that to be an aspect of it sure but not like over the top like i i don't want to purposefully just try to scare you i but i do think that well having that sense of being scared will add to the film as well as it could add to the activity so that's possible too that's a good point a fair point you bring up, sir. All right. <sighs> All right. Well, so there, I, I said like it, it on air. Yep. I said it on air. I this am episode not going number, to uh, prank you. Episode and I'm 280. I'm not going to participate in like someone that. else's prank towards uh, you. I like that. All right. And I don't know of any prank towards you. So. All right. I like it. I do enjoy the segment. So we'll do that every Every day or every episode from now on. How about that? Works for me. All right. Perfect. I'm going to try to find something as well. Oh, are you going to find stuff falling out of the sky or, or <laughs> ground opening up and swallowing people? No. I'm talking about alien stuff, man. I will try. Oh, okay, cool. I will actively try and find a uh, try to find an alien related story. All right. I may fail miserably. <laughs> or, you can just talk about Alf. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> so in Alf, season four, episode three. <laughs> if any uh, of our listeners out there have a scary alien story you, know you want me to tell on this show, it doesn't even have to be your own. If you just know of one, point me to it so that I Let's can do this. Actually, it could Let's... be any alien story. It could be a loving, sexy alien story. It could. That'd be great. You know, like. I don't understand why more people don't have more encounters with them. But, like, you know what we should do? We should, we should get 
some of our listeners on the air to tell their crazy ass alien story or unidentified flying object story or something like that. Shit, even an abduction story, if it's happened to you or somebody you know. Like, I want to hear it. I would love to hear it, especially um, out of somebody else's mouth, like a firsthand account. You know what I'm saying? As opposed to yeah, definitely. me just reading it online somewhere. Yeah. So my buddy is still having those interactions. What? And it hasn't. I think he's kind of stopped talking about it because he's. Holy shit. It's gone from being a joke in his head to or a dream in his head to i think that i planted in him that it's possibly real oh my god um do you see what you're doing so to i people? think he hasn't necessarily talked about do you see it what to you're doing recently? to people you're fucking up their brains man <laughs> but did i tell you about the most recent one where there was a like a big breasted sexy black alien in, in there no you failed to mention this so, yeah, he had another... This has been some time back now. This was about six or so months ago or more. Yeah. Um, He hasn't talked about it much since then because I keep talking about how it might be real. Um, but I think <laughs> it's still happening. That Anyway, so he had another quote-unquote dream sure. where he was in bed. He couldn't move. He woke up and two gray aliens came in followed by a taller African-American-looking alien. Her head, she had alien features on her face, but she was like wearing sexy clothes and had big boobs. Weird. And I, I don't know if he went into detail about what happened. Um, they were trying to get him to go with them, was the gist of it. Okay, seriously? Yes, and so he just so this is that one was the third or fourth dream, and I think he's had more because he still brings it up, though he doesn't go into new detail because he I don't think he wants me to validate it in his mind. Wow, that's nuts. So this was like a sexy alien. You can have one of those encounters. I doubt it. Like, it's not going to happen to me. I'm not that. No, I'm not that lucky, man. <laughs> it's not going to work. <laughs> he would never come on the show and talk about it. Like, he really uh, in, that, in his mind, it's all a dream and, and that's all it'll ever be. That's it. Like, he's dismissed any possibility whatsoever that it could be something I think else because he's scared in it. Uh, I think that what? outwardly he will never say that it was possibly anything, but I think I've planted the seed in his mind that it, it could be something <laughs> real, which it very well could be. Uh, the, his stories are exactly to the T of many other abduction stories, how they start out and whatnot. Yeah. Damn, man. Just ridiculous. But so the thing is, is to this day, if I sat him down, the first one was uh, about a year ago now. If I sat him down and told me, told him to draw the alien that in his room, he could draw it to the fine detail. So it implanted in his head, it was that like, uh, not emotional, but it was that impactful that he could remember every detail of the the creature's face. So that's just something. 
I've had dreams where I can remember all the details, but this is like on another level. Yeah. If it is a dream. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Actually, he's probably going to come over either this weekend or upcoming. Really? So, um, oh, I'm going to invite you because you probably, well, I mean, you probably won't be able to make it anyways, but you're more than welcome to come. Every year, well, the last few years I haven't done it, but every year I cook Thanksgiving dinner from scratch for my friends. Yeah. And I will be doing that again this year. That's outstanding. On November 17th. So if you want to come to the house and have a made from scratch Thanksgiving dinner from me. Yeah. You're more than welcome to come. That would be freaking And Eric will be there. Eric will be there and you can hear about his alien stories. Outstanding. I I would be all about it. It's something that I like to do. I haven't been, I haven't done it in a couple of years, but I used to do it every year. Yeah. I would be all about it, brother. I think it'd be a lot of fun. But yeah, so we're going to get you abducted. (laughs) It's going to happen. It's just going to happen. Feel it. It's in my bones. It's like (sighs) our destiny to make that film. It's our destiny now. I see. I see. Son of a bitch, man. (laughs) This is now our destiny to get this going. God damn it. Yeah. Hmm? <laughs> I'm pulling your friends in. <sighs> like they're on board, so it's going to happen. You know this. Guys, let me you know, <laughs> you know the film at least is going to happen. <laughs> I'm gonna switch gears here real quick. <laughs> I just wanna like say guys, I just pulled up I just pulled up Podbean. Okay. And just yesterday alone, we had over 230 people listen to the show, download the show. If you guys are new to the show, welcome. Like, just in the last week, we've had over 800 people, like, listen and download and things like that. Like, this is amazing to me, guys. So thank you very much for all of this. Good God, man. Did you realize that? Like, all these... I've been looking at some of the numbers. Well, at least the ones that I can see without signing in. Yeah. Fuck. This is great. This is freaking great, guys. Thank you very much for this. Very, very much. Very interesting, bro. Oh, guys. All right. Well, should we let the good peeps go for now? Yeah, I guess we've rambled on long enough. Well... This was just like a rambling show. It but was, but you know what? Fun. It was fun. I had fun. I had fun. I do want to close off the episode saying that we did want to do an episode on ghostly physical contact. Touching. I couldn't tell some of my stories. Well, I could have, but I didn't I didn't want to step on the show I just made with language of bromance. The other thing is it's all just huge speculation. Even well, like I did some digging today to see what the theories of what it is. And yes. it's basically just, it's a spirit grabbing you. That's right. about the explanation that there's no, there's no technical explanation behind any of it that we can bring to you. Even if there was, it wouldn't be anything that wasn't more than opinion. Right. That's so pretty it, fascinating, it's a hard topic though. to do where, unless you're just talking about your own instance, you know, your own, yeah, uh, interactions. Sure. Now it would be tough. I mean, just, I don't know. 
it's tough just to like I don't even know how people could write anything about it because again it's all conjecture you know what I mean like you're gonna well, have to go then, out there. Like, you're gonna have to go a lot out of and... conjecture about everything spirit out there. But I ha- I couldn't find even an article about how they may be able to touch you. <laughs> and like I didn't do super digging, but I did do some looking, and yeah. what I was reading through was just like the types of hauntings and the type which. It'd be great to cover, but it wasn't necessarily what I was looking for. Right. As far as how they may be able to touch you. Now, there's definitely some theories out there, but I, I didn't even find those, honestly. Yeah. Um, so it's fucking interesting, though. It really is. Now, guys, if you have also, I mean, reach out to us anyway. If you have been touched, scratched, punched, thrown, whatever, by something a spirit or, or whatever. I want to hear that story too. Um, God damn. Like, I think that would be fascinating episode to talk about as well. So keep us posted, let us know. And, uh, I guess we'll just talk to you guys pretty soon. Hopefully I'll be back, you know, like hopefully we'll be back next week again. Like it's kind of day to day, you know, with the whole baby thing. So, I don't know. Yeah, you could have a little demon thing running around right. that you just can't control. Demon, like it may, it, it you know may what it be is? able to walk within a few days. You don't know that. I think I figured out the antecedent of all of this, and I think it's demon semen. What do you think? What do you is think? Is that what you have? It, it's got to be. Look at all the shit that we do, like all the time. It's got to be demon semen. There it is. Why wouldn't <laughs> sperm <laughs> be able to be possessed? <laughs> hey. I don't know. We should look into this. <laughs> Be like that little bastard over there is acting completely different than these millions of others. I don't understand. Must be possessed. They put some kind of hex on the other ones <laughs> to make them slower. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Jesus God, it's great. All right, peeps, we are going to talk to you very, very soon. Peace out.